to the VoiceOver Roundtable. I'm Mike Tobin. And I'm Emma O'Neill. Every week, we get together to talk about all things VoiceOver with a special focus on community. Bringing you in-depth interviews, roundtable discussions, special performance events, and industry-leading guests. Let's get started. This is the VoiceOver Roundtable. Last week, before we dive in for, for, for this, let's, let's talk quickly about it. Last week, we had our first um, community roundtable of the year. Mm-hmm. All the feels, huh, Em? All the feels. So I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> Talking <laughs> about highs and lows of 2022 and, you know, some of the, some of the crap we went through, not just Emma, but our, our community. And, and then we, we pulled out of it and, you know put the nose to the sky and, and talked about setting some goals for 2023 it was an ac- absolutely awesome a night. I hope you were, you enjoyed it. And if you were with us, um, yeah, <laughs> Emma, it was, I feel like, you know, it was a perfect example of what this room represents, which is a safe space to come and share and play. And it was the things that were shared last week by everybody that came to the stage yeah, it was so intimate and so personal and so so wonderful to be. It was such a privilege to be able to share that and yeah. to be to receive the information, receive the the shares and the feelings from everybody. So thank you everybody for being here last week. If you weren't here last week, we thank you anyway. You're awesome. Mm-hmm. And then there's tonight. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, we are far excited. Um, on my screen to my right, I, like I swear to God, I still can't get my head wrapped around the fact that I'm not on camera. So I'm constantly nodding and smiling and pointing to things. And I'm like, I'm not... okay, okay, pull it together, kids. We are super excited to bring our first special event of the year. We're diving in with some of the genres of voiceover that are specifically all about generating excitement. And we are talking about movie trailers and promo. Mm. And... Tonight we're we're gonna try and ask some questions. We hopefully that some of the questions that that you were thinking about asking, um, we're gonna try and maybe get some questions uh, from you in the audience, and maybe even a little bit of a surprise maybe. in store for you tonight. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but we're gonna do something new because we we haven't done this before with special guests or anything like that. So this is the first time that we're doing this particular thing right now. Um, before <laughs> we go any further. Um, I want you all to have a listen to this. On March 4th. Family has a history of philanthropy, but as far as I can tell, you're not doing anything. The truth will be unmasked. The Riddler's latest is all about the Waynes. Who are you over there? The Batman. Rated PG-13. May be appropriate for children under 13. Tickets on sale now. On December 9th, Night at the Museum comes back to life. Exclusively on Disney Plus, Fox Tonight. We built a dynasty. Monarch is TV's new smash hit. We do what has to be done to protect the family. Alaska, the last frontier. Only on Discovery. Come explore the magic of Disney Plus. Naked and Afraid. 
Only on Discovery. Star Trek Picard, a CBS All Access original. You guys are in our lives now. Nothing's ever going to change that. You're the only people I've ever heard of to smuggle drugs into Mexico. It's just a Ziploc and a full shampoo bottle. It's so much more comfortable than what I had it in my. Vacation Friends, <laughs> rated R, only on Hulu, August 27th. <laughs> Our guest tonight is the owner of Trailer Voice Artist Agency, supplying voices for theatrical and promotional marketing agencies in Hollywood. He's also a voice actor working with Warner Brothers, Disney Studios, Fox, Netflix, NCAA, or NCAA, Domino's, 21st Century Studios, Hulu, and the brand voice of Discovery and TLC for 22 countries. Please welcome one of my agents and friend. To the voiceover roundtable, Brent Allen Hagel. Please, sir, come to the stage. <laughs> you got so theatrical on that intro. Oh, no! I'm so excited! <laughs> Thank Welcome, you for Brent. We're so excited to have you here. This is awesome! I'll calm okay. down. I won't. I, I won't. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Brent, thank you so much for, for joining us and, uh, you know, giving of your time to, to be with the, the VoiceOver Roundtable. Now, uh, Emma's introduction and your short bio and, and the little sample we heard, it's really just a taste of your career. And you've worked or continue to work in, in many roles within our industry. Um, you've been a, a working voice actor for more than 20 years now. Uh, you do some casting. And most recently, coming up on five years, I think, as the agency owner and talent development manager at Trailer Voice Artists. Now, <clears throat> I know everyone likes, especially in VO, because it seems like we're always talking about how do you get into whatever. Uh, everyone likes an origin story. So um, if you would, we'd love to hear, like, what did getting started in VO look like for you? Uh, not very successful <laughs> is the answer to that. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I've been in the, at this where I just had the idea of wanting to do voiceover. You know, I think that's how we all start, just with an idea, with a mm -hmm. thought that, hey, that's something that makes me feel good or terrifies me or allows me to express myself. Uh, I can't play an instrument. If I could play an instrument, maybe I would have done that instead of voiceover. Um, but it's truly just a creative outlet for me that eventually the hobby and passion for doing it, uh, doing it turned into, into a business. Um, so I've been everything from, um, the origin story. Um, I've been everything from a radio DJ, um, to a wedding DJ. Uh, I've seen hundreds of weddings. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then, um, you know, I interned at radio stations. It gave my time for free to learn production. Uh, in high school, it really started where I was the sound guy. Uh, so I would haul speakers out to the quad and play music for the cheerleaders and edit the cheerleaders' dance routines, cool. um, the sound bites for that stuff. And I really kind of dove into audio production and um, live announcing really is, was my background. Um, then we do some pre-recorded stuff. Uh, I live here in Southern California. So uh, I had a season pass to Universal Studios. So I would often go because, you know, I was a broke high school kid and that was essentially free if I had gas money in the, in the, in the past. Right. And I would just listen to uh, announcement spiels on, on, throughout the theme park and listen to all the recorded, you know, high value productions at Universal Studios. And I just kind of had the ear um, for voiceover. And people told me I was good at it and it felt good to do something that people told me I was good at it felt good Absolutely. to get positive feedback I wasn't the quarterback I I didn't have any you know special skills other than this voiceover work and and, and announcing and, and certain um, attitudes and tones that I could create with my voice and uh, over time 
I struggled at ever, ever really making money from it, except for um, being a wedding DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, but then eventually, through my journeys, um, I my I got I have friends who went on to work in production companies and things like that because I'm from Southern California, and a lot of those people when I was you know nineteen, twenty, twenty one started giving me shots uh, like at GoPro. I had a buddy that went to work there, and NCAA. I had a buddy who went to go work there, and so a lot of these people, you know, I wasn't very good. They were very gracious <laughs> to mm-hmm. to give me the shots. Um, and a lot of, and some of my friends went to work at trailer houses, but I wasn't good enough then. Um, so they gave me the shot, but I didn't book it. Um, I did book, get the H, uh, the GoPro thing, which was cool. And they paid me with a couple GoPros, which was rad. I was okay with getting paid in trade. I was yeah. okay with building relationships. I was okay with doing somebody a solid. It wasn't always about getting like, where's my paycheck. Right. Um, I think that added yeah. some detrimental when you're, when you're growing, uh, your business, yeah. But over time, you know, you want the money from major corporations who can afford to pay you well. You know, uh, taking money from someone who's working on their first animated short, you know, don't expect the world from them. Expect to build that relationship. So uh, over time, uh, I took workshops. I did about seven years of promo training here in Studio City in Southern California at uh, Voice Tracks West, which is uh, recently remodeling. Um, so I worked with every promo coach I, I could, and I spent my my money. I was a chef at the time, so I was working you know ten hours in the kitchen, cooking, washing dishes. I worked at a senior living home, uh, so you know wheeling elderly people around, pureeing food, everything it takes to run a. <laughs> um, a I was the um, executive chef, so I had to do all the ordering and all that stuff. So. I would audition in my car, and I really wanted to be a voice actor, but I needed to pay my bills and pay my mortgage and take care of my wife, so I had a day job. And over time, um, I eventually saved up money to to get the training that it takes to become successful and go to a professional demo producer and have my demos professionally made. And I started pitching agencies, and it took me three years of pitching agencies to get signed with Vox. Okay. I was with Vox for a year. I made $600 that year, so my dream had come true. Nice. I was finally, <laughs> finally rich and famous. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, <laughs> moral uh, moral of that story is, you know, just because you get signed on with an agency, it doesn't mean you know you're instantly going to yeah. get yeah, shot to true. the top of a roster. Now you're on the bottom of a roster of people who've been there for 15, 20 years. Yeah. So you yeah. really got to pay your dues. But uh, I, I made some new demos, um, and then I went over to William Morris and interviewed there. They liked me. They threw me in the booth and read me. Uh, they said, "Hey, you know your demos sound great, but anybody can sound great in a demo. Go in the booth and prove you can you can do these things." So yeah. another note for everybody in there: whatever you say you can do, make sure you can do it. And the sound quality is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I read for them, and they said, uh, "You know, we'll call you and let you know if we if we want to bring you on." And so I'm like, "Okay, you know, I, I thought I think I nailed it. And I don't know." Uh, then um, <laughs> I got that was on a Friday. Uh, then I got a call. And then I got an audition that same that evening, actually. Um, I read on it right away because I was so excited. I didn't think twice about it. I just read the thing and turned it in. I didn't overthink it. I was just, I was excited. Um, And then I booked that. So I became the NBC promo voice for Megyn Kelly when she jumped from Fox, I think, over to So uh, I had this (laughs) switch from getting nothing to repositioning and rebranding and remarketing myself and getting, you know, ears on me. Um, And then I was a fresh new sound. Um, so, you know, it kind of pays to have the right people and, and, you know, put ears on you and give you a chance and things like that. Uh, but you know, that, that, this is now seven years after training and failing and everyone's saying no to me. Every agent said no to me. Every manager said no to me. Every client said no to me. So th- it's like, you know, thousands of no's before you get the one. 
Um, and, and, every, I, and then everybody says you had an overnight success, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And then, well, that's all they want to remember, that remember is, you know, your successes. But there's times where I would go to in person to set like casting sessions and just totally bomb it. Like my heart would pound out of my chest and I would just bomb these things. Um, but that's all part of the process. That's part of the journey. Um, you know, you can't nail it every time. Uh, it will, well, hopefully you can now, but in the, in the, you have to grow from somewhere. Um, and then uh, over time, I really wanted to work in trailers, and that's kind of an exclusive thing. And all the managers told me, no, like, hey, we're full. We're not interested in you. And I had pitched them for, you know, three, three, four years and waited around for my time to come. Uh, but that's not going to happen. So I built my own door and walked through it. Uh, sort wow. Of, sort of thing. And that's still an ongoing process. I think he said about almost five years now. My goal for, for Treat TVA was uh, market success in seven years and market dominance in 10 years. So I'm giving myself a realistic timeline to make impact. I love um, that. That's just kind of what it takes. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Love, love, love that. Um, and yeah, now I work on cool stuff and my life is awesome. <laughs> but, but, you know, there's a lot of washing dishes and late nights and, and frustration and you know, not being able to get through a commercial read in like in a workshop and like all these moments have happened and that's all things to help me grow. And so when I'm working with talent or look for talent, I look for people who have already kind of done those struggles, um, and are now kind of marketing themselves and seeing success. Uh, I think a manager or an agent is a tool. It is an asset to to a successful voice of your business. Yeah. So everyone in this room is an entrepreneur. You're running your own enterprise. You know, you don't need me. You don't need an agent. You don't need any of that stuff. That should be an additional tool to to your overall business. And I think as many genres today, we're going to talk about promo and trailer. That's because the work. That's the work I love. I also work in radio imaging and commercial and in other genres as well. But there's no, usually not explosions or, you know, any sort of romance or, you know, drama <laughs> in those categories of voiceover. Um, I like this just because it's exciting and it's thrilling to, to work on this type of content. Uh, and I really enjoy the people who make this kind of content. And that's something we'll get into is understanding the job of the people who are hiring you. Yes. Mm. What is a music supervisor's job? What is an assistant editor's job? What is the owner of a trailer house's job? What is what is the job of the senior vice president at the network or at the senior vice president at the studio? What is the job of the art department? What is the job of, of the uh, all these different people that are in the line of, of working with your voice and uh, potentially referring you or hiring you? And the more you know about their daily life and their job, the more empathy you'll have and you'll be able to kind of deliver what they need um, and kind of work better with them because you understand that you're part of the creative process. Uh, you're not, you're part of the team. You're not that they're bringing on kind of as freelance. You're not some sort of like outcast and they've chosen you because you've kind of already, you've already won the role in the audition. Now you just got to be like a good person and be professional and, and kind of deliver quickly what they want. Uh, and hopefully you get yourself a client for, for many years to come. Get your pens out, kids. Take your oh. notes, because there's going to be some information shared tonight. Let Knowledge bombs. Knowledge bombs. Like, and just take out notebook now and get <clears> ready <throat> to write this down. <laughs> Emma, you were going to ask about one of those stories? No, well, I mean, he, he, Brent's covered quite a bit of stuff that I was going to actually touch on. And one of them was being, you know, when you were chefing and you were running out mid-shift to record in the back of your car. Um, it was like holding, like sitting in the back seat of the car, <laughs> holding the microphone kind of thing, or? 
Oh yeah, and sweating bullets. It's oh, it yeah. summer in Southern California, and I have a black car. It's not a pleasant experience. Um, <laughs> and you and you got to keep the windows up, and you got to turn the car off. It's not like exactly. you can run the AC while you record. Exactly. And uh, I didn't book any of those. Um, right. Maybe maybe one. I got a call back. Okay. Um, so be, yeah, I'm competing against people with you know professional broadcast quality sound booths. Yeah. Um, but again, I was still training. I was still learning. I was still growing. I wasn't aware of the level of talent that existed in the marketplace. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, I still thought it was about my voice and, you know, I don't know. The reads probably sounded terrible. No audio engineer was, wants to go through like, oh, man, I'm going to have to do so much to fix this. Let's just go with the person who has good sound. Yeah. Um, so that's it's another note, you know. Uh, yes, please turn your in your auditions. Let your agents and managers know that you're on top of it. It's better to have something than nothing. Um, yeah. Understand the level um, and me working in all these workshops and being being seeing what I've seen. The level at which people are competing is Olympics level voiceover. They're extremely Absolutely. talented, with pristine yeah. audio perfect deliveries, perfect nuance. The, I call voiceover the art of subtlety. They'll mm -hmm. find moments to, to tell story within a script. They will do amazing things that a lot of voice actors wouldn't think of um, unless they kind of have seen thousands of pieces of copy before. And that's what it comes from. What I say, uh, knowing people's jobs is, what is the job of a copywriter? If you can understand the, the emotions and the mindset of what the copywriter is trying to do, it's really going to help you because they hear a voice in their head when they're writing their yeah. things, their commercials. They know what they're after, and they're just trying to search for it out here in the world and, and find it. So if you can get close to that imaginary voice they have in their head, I mean, your chances are, are, are so much better. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm sure with an Apogee hype mic and things like that, like you could probably get away with. <laughs> I mean, this is eight years, seven, eight years ago or whatever it was now. Um, I think I had like some sort of road thing that was like first generation, but I'm sure you can get away with it now. Uh, but actually, go, go ahead. ahead. So, no, I booked one of my first TV narrations. Like, that, like I was like trying so desperately to get into the genre. And it was like, I will get in. I will get in. I'll do it. I'm coaching with the best. I've got a great demo. I'm doing all this stuff. And then, of course, the day I go on vacation... <laughs> I get an audition for a TV narration for a sports documentary. And I was at an Airbnb. I couldn't find anywhere in the place that was quiet, like everything, like even underneath blankets, like I'm the queen of the pillow <laughs> fort. And even in that, it was terrible. I started the audition with, I really want to audition for this, but I'm at an Airbnb and it's really loud. M. O'Neill, two takes. <laughs> and I booked the job. <laughs> Quite the slate, like And it was because they laughed. When I talked to yeah. the producer, he was like, we killed ourselves laughing. Like, and we just kept playing your intro and then going, but her audition was the best audition. Yes, it sounded like garbage, but <laughs> the performance <laughs> was great. That's what we were looking for. And it was my first TV narration. So, you know, like you said, it's Never not heard. about necessarily the sound of your voice. It's the performance that you're giving and telling, giving them what they're, they're looking for. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, producers at one of the trailer houses I work with told me they like finding the Easter eggs in my voice files because I'll usually I'll usually do some fun things or you know do <laughs> throw a rap in there or something to just to have fun because you know they're creative people. It's not all yeah. super serious. You know, we work at the Smithsonian sort of operation. You know, everyone's creative. They're all having fun. Uh, the more you know, be professional, but uh, you you can have some fun with your work as well. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. I think that's great advice. I love I love hearing that because we, I think a, uh, many voice talent come from a place of of fear sometimes in the, in those auditions and and putting stuff forward. Am I am I enough? Am I enough? So to hear that, you know, have fun with it. And there's creative people on the other side listening to you, and they want to have fun too. I think that's that's great advice. Um, you know, you said it before. These are the 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 shiny, boom, bangy genres. You know, with with promo and with uh, uh, with trailers. So I want just I wanted to talk a bit about trailers, and it's hard to do so. I'm sure every discussion that you you have about this stuff probably comes in. Um, it's hard to talk about trailers without mentioning the late Don Lafontaine. Mm-hmm. Um, now. A lot of people have said that, you know, after he passed, the trailer trailer industry went really, really quiet and then went through a period where there were almost no voiceovers at all in trailers. And yet here we are with you um, and you with an agency of talent specializing in the genre, among other genres, of course. Um, let's talk about the, the trends. Have trailer nations, trailer narrations come roaring back or, or what? No, uh, not at all. <laughs> I, it, it depends on what you see trailer as. Trailer okay. can, a, can actually be classified as entertainment marketing. So okay. this is the, the genre would be called theatrical marketing, which means, yes, the trailer is probably the first asset, the probably uh, release um, for a campaign. They'll release a teaser trailer, and then they'll release uh, maybe the first run uh trailer and that may just have a title and tag on it you know Jurassic world rated r super simple um because they're letting the the actors and the footage tell the story instead of yeah. having um instead of having a, a narrator do it and one of the uh video editors that worked at trailer house uh, that i was working with he said you know look trust me voiceover is the quickest way for me to explain a story to an audience uh, it's much harder for me to go and find all these sound bites and create graphics and do all this stuff, but that's what the studio wants, and that's what people are expecting. And we're using a lot of uh, covers of popular songs in our trailers, and people tend to resonate with that. Remember, all these trailers are going to focus groups, and focus groups are voting on which trailers the the public sees. So it's a very corporate process. Yeah. Uh, but in, in entertainment marketing, they still need to make print ads, and they still need to cover the sides of of buses, and they need to put this in the subway, and you know, on on your airline, um, your seat in the in the screen in front of you. So they're they're letting everybody know about print and digital and everything about a film. Now so that means they're still going to make TV commercials and radio commercials, and so in modern trailers the, and in TikTok and social media spots. Don't let me forget that that's huge right now mm. um so they still need to to make these assets and so for a voiceover actor you will be cast in the commercial and in radio spots because you can't really sell a trailer on radio without a narrator it just right. you know they've tried it just doesn't really translate as well yeah so the work is still there it's just not in that first run theatrical trailer that right um and the opportunity for people to make money, and as and they, you know, they still need. They call they call them trailer narrators. They wouldn't call them trailer voices. And if you like the corporate logo from like Warner and Sony and things like that, is is who is our narrator for the campaign. So just remember that that note um, if you're ever in a situation. Um, but yes, the the work is still there, and it's still coveted by the the um, powers that be. You know, if you're working on a hundred million, two hundred million dollar movie, you want to make sure that the person that's narrating your your movie is 
somebody people know or someone who is established, someone who we're not taking a risk on, a gamble on. Uh, we want to make sure our finance, you know, our investors get their hundreds of millions of dollars back plus plus revenue. So um, the word of a manager, the word of a talent agent is is something that has a lot of weight and value in these. You know, the, the voiceover is a very high-level decision. This is made by the senior vice president of the studio. It's a very high-level decision, like right under the EVP of the studio, who is, who is saying, hey, which, which voice should go? Because oh. um, everybody has a boss up the, up the corporate ladder. So yeah. mm-hmm. I've, I've read for Disney for three years before they let me pass and, and stay on the trailer. So I mean I've I've scratched a lot and given my voice to a lot of uh, a lot of cuts and edits and things like that and I didn't charge a dime you know I don't make any money off scratching but the hope is that over time you know the studio gets used to your voice and then they'll be like hey you know what you know this this actually this voice worked great for this piece you know let's 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 put it out on air um, or you make it through the focus groups and they don't boot you off um, so it's it's pretty tough. <laughs> Uh, but, once, work, though. <laughs> but once you do, once you pay your dues and you know you scratch, and then um, then you know it's kind of your turn to to be the voice and to be one of the small pool of voices that uh, that they trust and start picking from. Which is why people that work in trailer don't get a lot of trailers. They work, you know, they do a good amount of trailers. And mm-hmm. Once you've kind of passed that threshold, um, you become sought after and kind of you kind of vetted to an extent. Right. Uh, that process just takes years. It just takes a long time. And uh, everyone's path to that is different. But the way to do it would be kind of, like I said, scratching. And the, that scratch means giving your voice for free to a production company who's working on mock trailers to pitch to the to the studios. So the studios don't actually make anything. They just outsource all the work to entertainment marketing agencies. They're cutting the spots. They're cutting the radio spots. They're the people sourcing voiceover. Um, and then, so I, I, you know, I asked a, a Disney executive, Hey, who, how do you source your, your voices? You know, I just hit him up on LinkedIn. Um, and he said, Hey, Brian, uh, good to hear from you. Uh, we usually source our voices from the, from the entertainment marketing agencies. So the studios are just there to watch the work and approve or deny it. Right, so, right. so you kind of got to get into the ground floor with the people whose jobs, you know, after this, after this, uh, clubhouse, the, the, you know, the music editor, the video editor, the post-production people, all the people that it takes to build a trailer. Um, you need to kind of know them and know their jobs and, and know what it takes to kind of build that stuff. So, uh, the opportunity to work in trailer is there and it will always be there. I don't really think this is something an AI voice can, can replicate, um, just the nuances that it <laughs> It would take to, to sell a trailer to a, especially it's because a movie is such an emotional thing. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I give the floor back to you guys. Well, you just answered, uh, Sarah Tyndall had just asked, how do you self-market for promo and casting I've met say they only go through agents or the genre. You've just answered that question of, you know, LinkedIn, use your LinkedIn, use your, your searches wisely, especially if you don't have a pro account because, you know, you only get so many, but to follow up, Take, I hope you guys are taking notes tonight, seriously. <laughs> just, dropping, dropping bombs all over the place that are so valuable. I have a question for you, Brent, um, specifically as a talent agent and manager. Um, what trends have you seen for female voices, if any, in trailer and promo over the last few years? Um, I, I just, they're using more of it in all genres, mm-hmm. including sports. Yep. I'm seeing a pretty conversational sound mm-hmm. i'm not seeing any women who are trying to do what guys do like trying to do right. like their kind of female trailer voice or <laughs> something like that yeah um it's pretty much <laughs> just them 
kind of understanding what it is they're making, what genre it is they're making, and kind of just giving um, a very just kind of everyday nuanced performance from it. Right. They're not kind of over over selling it, making it too theatrical. Um, you know, I just don't know. And I talk about talked about this in one of the last workshops is that that female trailer sound has not really been developed yet. It doesn't exist. They don't know what it's supposed to sound like because it has not been been made. Usually, the only time you'll hear like a female uh, trailer voice is like they'll make it turn into a robot or AI or like they'll put yeah. some vocal effect or something on it. Um, so the female trailer na narrator is yet to be defined, and in the coming years, uh, we will someone it, someone will develop it, and it will happen. I hope to be part of that process with um, an actress. Uh, but in promo, right here, yes, right here. <laughs> yeah, we'll work on that. <laughs> um, and I, I have certain techniques and styles I think that that work really well in the genre. And uh, I will eventually get an opportunity to pitch those, you know, personally to, to trailer houses and have them think on it. But that'll just take time as I grow. Uh, but in promo, you know, see, I, I hear women all over CBS and um, sure. NBC um, and uh, Fox some. Um, and it's just one of those things where over time it'll happen. And just so everyone in the room knows that certain agencies like SBV or CESD or Atlas or something like that, they're all, they're all people. They're human beings. And they all have relationships with certain other human beings. So certain agencies will be tight with certain networks and not really get any auditions from other networks. Sure. So when you're interviewing an agency, if you ever get to the point where you've, you've done your training, you've kick, made your kick-ass promo demo or whatever it may be, and you finally get an opportunity to chat with an agent, say, hey, what networks uh, are you guys tight with? Do you have relationships with? Because they might say, hey, we don't work at all at Fox, but we work at daily with CBS and HGTV or something like that. So understand or maybe have some goals. If you have a very, very specific network you want or very specific you know, thing you want to do in promo, uh, make sure to do some research of, of you know, how to gain access uh, and put yourself in a position to, to, to audition for that stuff. Because, you know, I didn't really know that getting into this, that I just thought every agent got everything. You know, I don't know. No one ever sat me down and told me. Um, so over time, I just kind of figured it out by watching the market and seeing which voice actors book which networks and, and who they're signed with and how all that works, uh, which is kind of a fun game to play. You know, you kind of know your business and know the key players and look to see who's booking, look to see where all the money is going and, you know, who's making the most because, the goal sh for you should be to, you know, make as much money as you can and, and follow f careers of, of people who are who are doing really well. Um, you know, and, and f I kind of judge promo and trailer based off of bookings and earnings, whereas with animation and video games and things like that, you can kind of judge it off like, of like really cool roles you want to play and things like that. I can, This is more of like, um, I don't know. It's a more of a money making sort of because it's a marketing job, really. This 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 right. area of VO is more marketing than it is uh, kind of the character and role playing thing. So you have to kind of have the mindset of someone who's an actor, actress, but also a marketing expert, and that'll really help you uh, in your career. I kind of rambled there, but um, no, I hope but that made sense. <laughs> totally did. It totally, totally did. I love the I love the reverse engineering concept, and that, and that goes for anything. Like if you want to kind of 
figure out a genre or or a, you know a goal that you're after look who's doing it who are they with where you know what are they booking what are the brands they're booking things like that it could go for anything it could go for commercial uh, mm-hmm. you know video games or whatever if you have a goal that you've set reverse engineer it look who's doing it who's successful who are they with how do you get there and it's, it's funny because it's so simple and yet it's not something that's you know the average person is going to think of immediately as there's always the question of how do I do this thing? And there's more of when the question is asked, it's more uh, asking someone like, tell me what to do instead of asking yourself, how do I do this thing? And reverse engineering it exactly like that of, okay, so I want a voice for HGTV. Who's voicing for HGTV? Who are they represented by? That's, I mean, it's, it's so simple. And at the same time, it's like, oh, genius. You got to put in some work. <laughs> genius. Oh, um, I'm just going to do our little little advertisement break here. Uh, if you just joined <laughs> us partway through, this is the voiceover roundtable. We meet every Tuesday evening at 7.30 p.m. EST here on Clubhouse to talk about all things voiceover with a focus on community. We also bring you special guests. Community is a word that I have problems saying, that in digital. Um, we also bring you special guests and events from across our industry. And tonight, there it is no exception, as we have been chatting with Brent Allen Hagel, a 20-year veteran of voiceover, featuring... Uh, he's the feature voice in tons of movie trailers and network promo, the agency owner at Trailer Voice Artists. And now, Brent, as we've just mentioned, your agency, TBA, can you tell us, we talked about this a bit, but I'd love for you to share, why, why TBA? Why did it start? How did it come to be? Well, I wanted to work in movie trailers, and every uh, voiceover manager told me no. So what are my options at this point? Right. I say you're right and walk away, or I build my own agency and dominate the marketplace. Boom. Those, those are your options, right? I mean, if the, <laughs> yeah. There, I don't need anyone's permission to do what I'm going to do. Can, everybody, can you write that down, please? Can yeah. you, y'all just write <laughs> down what he just said? You do not need you, permission. You know, you're never going to be ready. There's never going to be the this sign that cl- you know clicks on that says, "Okay, you know, you're going to make a million dollars now." You just got to grind, and people, and you just got to be okay when no, 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 no. Okay, how do I how do I outthink this situation? How do I maneuver? How do I how do I do something here? So I was in workshop with people for you know seven years. I met a lot of voiceover friends that were all very good. I said, you know what, guys, I'm going to start our own marketing agency. Th- thing and i'm just going to collect all the demos from all you guys and i'm just going to start pitching them directly to um to the trailer houses uh and networks myself which means i had to leave my existing agent and um you know start start a competitive brand um and you know it wasn't it takes years to do something like that and to gain success and um i went to netflix i was got a meeting at Netflix and I went in and had a boardroom meeting with um, the producers over at Netflix off Sunset. I remember that day. We were talking on Instagram the day that you were going in for that yeah. meeting. <laughs> and that was, I think, four years ago. Yeah. And I, I just, and you work with them now and I just had another trailer voice yeah. artist do a project with them. I actually have to send the invoice now. Um, you know, last week they reach out to me weekly for all the stuff over, you know, that's one relationship I built four years ago. Yep. And they, because I do, I do thir- certain things. I'm very attentive. I'm very fast. My wife is like, I wish you treated me the way you treat your clients. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I get that I one think we too. I get that one. <laughs> you know, because for them, they're on a deadline and they need quality. They need the right voice, the right p- price, and they need it yesterday. 
right? So I give them a great quality talent and I give it at a competitive market rate. And um, I do that on a regular basis consistently. And so they always come back. And now all those people that work at Netflix came from, uh, they, they usually Netflix is kind of a super team of the producers that used to work at all the other trailer houses kind of in LA. Um, so they, everyone knows each other. They all talk just like us voice actors talk. All those producers talk. So the better I can, you know, better I can service them, um, the more I'll get a random email from another producer somewhere and saying, hey, Brent, so-and-so referred you, referred you to me, and uh, this is the project I'm working on. Can you help us? And the answer is always yes. <laughs> I will find Absolutely. the voice. Even if I don't have it, I will find it. And that's something else they, they like about me is I will, you know, I, I make 10% off of uh, talent agent commission. So, you know, in order for me to make $100,000, I have to sell a million dollars in voiceover. It's very difficult to, to make money in promo trailer as a, um, as a manager. Um, yeah, I mean, I make some money, but I'm not, I need the combination of my own working salary as a voice actor, plus the combination of being a talent agent. That's why I run both simultaneously. Because, you know, I make 90% being a, being the actor and I make 10% being the manager. I just have a passion for, for kind of that casting process. I really like it. Um, I think it's, it's very rewarding to get a voice actor on a project, uh, especially if it's someone's first commercial or someone's first promo or something like that. Um, I mean, that's a, like kind of a life-changing moment for somebody. And I, I like really being is. part of that, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, over time, it's just kind of building these relationships. And I, I go and physically meet people. I go to the Clio's. I go to all the events I can here in Southern California where I can go physically meet new people. And even if I just go to an event and there's a thousand people there and I just have a heart-to-heart -heart with one person, I consider that a successful event. I don't need to show up and shake the hand of every person in that room and, and be everywhere. If I can build, you know, one solid relationship per event and, you know, go to events for 10 years, then that's enough for me. I mean, enough people know each other and talk to each other that if you build a good reputation over time and you don't kind of shotgun blast it and you really are authentic, um, yeah. it'll, be, it'll be successful. I don't, forgot the original question. I'm just kind of going off right now. <laughs> <laughs> You, you answered the question. Don't worry about it. You, you were just talking about about TVA and why you did it, and then where it went from there. And I think you've you've given all of us some, you know, lots of great advice. And that just it doesn't just apply to trailer and promo, but you know, to working in general. Uh, networking, like you said, isn't about meeting every person in the room. It's yeah. you know maybe connecting with one or two people, and so that 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 has a lot of value. And I think what what you were saying before about you know, connecting a talent to a client, uh, very satisfying for from your relationship with the client uh, with the talent, but also you know building relationship with with clients too because you you become a resource, right? You you become a go to a helper, but it's not just about you. You're a helper. Yes, I am part of their creative team. Yep. Mm -hmm. So if they ever need something, day or night, you know, um, I am there for them, and that may be something as like a celebrity voice match. That may be, hey, Brent, can you just tempt this for us? This is just, this isn't going anywhere. We're being honest with you. This, nothing's going to happen with this. We just need a temp hey. voice to, to pitch our project. No questions asked. I deliver it. Done. So yeah. it's, you know, the, some people are, have the mindset of, I only want to get behind the mic for X amount of dollars. Mm. And 
that will work for you and you will get and you may make some money but you're also isolating some people who are in the process of building uh, or uh, sorry of pitching or uh, building in the trailer world is very much about pitching things working on spec is what I, the term i was looking for uh because they don't get paid unless someone buys that trailer so they can't afford to constantly pay you every time they the the studio wants a line change or something like that so i'm not saying uh you know, don't get paid, but get your money. But in the trailer world specifically, you know, be part of that creative process. Now, in the promo world, once you pass the audition phase, you're getting paid every time you get behind the mic. So, mm. you know, you can <laughs> do really well in promo, um, being the voice of a show or a couple shows or getting a contract, uh, because you know, every time you see a script, that's you know, you're you're paid for that. That's you're good to go. The trailer world is just more about that kind of. I like it because it's kind of this this creative world where we don't know what we're going to make, you know, it's, it's, we're developing it in real time and, and line changes are happening and things are, you know, we're on version 12 or, you know, version nine, <laughs> like that, and you know, the studio, the studio wants one word change or something like that. So I have to be attentive to that and kind of on call and, and around because it may be yeah. 10 PM on a Friday and they want to change one word in the copy. And I need to, I have to, I just have to do it. I have yeah. to give that line or else the whole agency is hung up on the VO. Yeah. Uh, in the promo world, uh, you know, you're, they'll usually call you about, uh, you know, 30 minutes ahead of time, 15 minutes ahead of time, if, and you need to be ready to go. And it may be a line or maybe a whole stack of copy. Um, you want the stack of copy because you make more money. Um, <laughs> but you still, you, you know, some, sometimes you need to be on standby to just say, like, you know, uh, 8, 7 Central or something very basic. And uh, <laughs> right. But, but still, you still get paid for that stuff. But so, um, yeah, I mean, the promo world and trailer world has has my passion and has my interest, and I think it's just the the most fun for me area to work in. Um, and I really like the like I said, I like the people who make the stuff because, you know, a producer isn't necessarily an older person. They could be right out of USC and be twenty two and, and twenty three and be making these things. So, you know, if you're ever at an event, don't be afraid to talk to somebody who's you know looks young because they may be the boss. <laughs> uh, don't let, don't let ageism uh, sway you from, from meeting people. Um, yeah. Cause you know, there's a lot of people who've been, you know, with modern computers who've been cutting since they were like 11 and, you know, they've just been video editing. They're pretty much their whole lives ever since they, they had a phone or a camera and they're really good at it now. They're already 10 or 15 years in yeah. to, to knowing yeah. what to, what to make and what to produce and things like that. So uh, watch out on YouTube and, and, and LinkedIn and things like that for up and coming video editors, because video editors are the, are the stars that are, that are making all of these trailers and also, you know, post-production sound designers and things like that. All those people, those are the up and coming people that are, uh, that are going to be, you know, the workforce of the future. So, so uh, look out for those relationships. If you can build a relationship early before they move into a studio or to a trailer house and you've already, they know that you're their, you're their voice person. Uh, once they're there, they'll fight for you. So just, you know, plant those seeds early is a tip I would say. Nice. That's a great tip. It's a great relationships. Tip. So my sister was an executive producer in post-production sound and she never, ever got me a job, but that's, you know, <laughs> you got a network card. That's nepotism, whole. Emma. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? Ne okay, fine. <laughs> But I digress. Anyway, we, um, at the beginning of the show, we were alluding to something, possibly a surprise. Maybe. Um, maybe. Do you think I should, should take the, the cat out of said bag? Do it. Okay. Brent <laughs> has really, really generously agreed to hear a few reads 
from y'all like super cold reads. <laughs> so I haven't sent anything out because it's a big, 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 big surprise. Eek! Oh my God. So oh, already the the hand raising yeah, is well, starting to go wild. So we're going to take five. Let, okay. Let's. Uh, five for now. Yeah. I need y'all to breathe. Here's how it's going to work. Um, if you are ready, willing, and able to do a cold read. I need you to raise your hand now. We have hands raised. That's great. It's a cold read. Uh, and we call your name. I'm going to ask you to drop your email in the chat. If you're not okay with that, I'm sorry. It's the, it's how we have to work tonight just because it's kind of a, a quick spur of the moment thing. So if you're, you, you're, you want your privacy, then it's okay. You're not, you don't have to read tonight. It's all good. But if you're ready, willing, and able, and you can drop your email in the chat when we call your name, um, Emma, hopefully you've been like, I guess, do they pop up on that screen in order? Because we got a lot of hands up. <laughs> um, I don't have any emails yet. So once but are they, um, the first five, you, you're going to do that. But what I'm saying is that the, when they come up on the screen, one, two, three, four, five. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So the following five people, Stephen, you've had your hand up for the whole time. So I... I, I Guess I have to. <laughs> Stephen, go ahead, put your email in there. Uh, Jay Fox, uh, Keiston White, Sarah Tyndall, and Graham Yeats. Please put your emails in the chat. And Emma will go to work and contact you directly to share scripts. This Why is the only way we can do it. Five of them up on stage so I have their names, please, so I can grab the, because everyone's putting everything in the chat. Do you think they're all going to be screaming? <laughs> no, everyone's going to stay on mute and be, and they will all behave themselves. They are all professionals and fabulous. So if you can bring them all up, please, then I can grab it's dangerous i love it i love it the excitement remember we're, we're we're selling excitement tonight people uh so i've got one two three four um five there we go thank you we so have maneuvered much. people onto the stage um so the emails are there. Emma is going to get in touch with you folks um, so we can get stuff rolling. These are going to be cold reads. Uh, this is a lot of fun. And uh, while Emma is working behind the scenes um, to get our talent ready up on stage, um, Brent, if we could, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about promo. We've talked a lot about trailer, um, but much, you know, much like trailer voiceovers, promo is... I would say often perceived as kind of an elite genre. Um, you know, it's not everybody gets to do promo. That's for sure. Um, so for, for a talent out there who says to themselves today, that's the kind of voiceover I really want to do. Um, what do you think that journey might look like for someone uh, in voiceover who's I should say, not not starting in voiceover, but what does a journey to towards promo starting in 2023 look like for a typical voice voice actor who hasn't explored that yet? Well, um, <laughs> you you would need you would need to know somebody who's making the content, okay. and if you personally don't know somebody who's making promos, then you would need an agent or a manager who does know someone who is making promos, uh, and you would need to impress that person enough to have them say, I'm not going to put up the talent I've been with for 15 years. I'm going to put up this new voice for this role uh, instead of my existing roster of people. 
So in order for that to happen, you need to be exceptional. You need to be new and new and different and not sound like anybody else. You need to be exciting enough and have the demo pop enough that they're willing to put you up against all their veterans and, and other people. Because, you know, agents only get to submit like five or seven voices. They're not submitting. It's not a commercial. They're not submitting hundreds of voices. They have to look at their roster and they'll maybe send it out to 40 or 30 and they'll only submit like five. Because a producer yeah. will say, show me, show me top five. Because they're sending it out to maybe CSD, Atlas, uh, SBV, um, maybe, you know, Buckwald. You know, they're probably going to their favorite agencies. If it's a, a New York casting or L.A. casting, they're going to go to the local agencies and who they have lunch with and go to their kids' birthday parties. You know, the producers <laughs> know, the, know the agents. So they, it's a relationship. They know them. Um, yep. So if you're out of that kind of circle. And if you're not in LA or New York, um, you would need to, to be really, 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 really exceptional. Be, you have to be amazing. These networks can afford the best of the best. So that comes on you as, as the voice artist to really work, to, to find your sounds, to find your thriller voice, to find your crime voice, to find your, uh, romance voice, to find your rom-com voice, to find your, your family comedy voice, your, your adult comedy voice, your drama voice, your, um, dramedy voice, you know, your, your, uh, animated voice. There's, you know, for every genre of, of, uh, programming, there's a specific sound that goes with it. And you need to find that version of yourself uh, and, you know, document it and record it and be able to recall it instantly for auditions. Um, and having said that, say you do make a promo demo and say you get signed and, and you're auditioning. Uh, once you get the audition and, and say, that, okay, we want to bring you on for the show, um, let's have a session. You need to be able to work in real time via uh, Source Connect or ISDN, which is, you know, IPDTL now, uh, to the sound bed and be able to punch in your lines in the first, second, or third take. Hopefully the second, you know, for, hopefully the first take and one for safety. Because they have to make 200, 300, 400 promos a day. They're, they're busting these things out. So if you are, you can't get the read, and they don't want to hold your hand. They don't want to babysit. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, there's no hand holding time. <laughs> yeah, then there's going to, there's going to go with another voice. Like the audition was great. You know, we love them. Uh, we love the sound, but they just, they just couldn't get through a session. They were costing us too much time. Uh, we had a second, uh, a second choice and we're just going to you know put them in now. So yeah. it's possible to, you know, get all the way there and then lose the campaign. If you don't, if you haven't practiced on your timing. So go onto YouTube, pull up promos, practice your timing, you know, understand how to work a session, how to run a session, how to be, how to be in this world. It's a, it's a learned skill. Um, and I've ran, you know, thousands of simulations just by myself on my home computer and in those seven years of, of workshop that now when I'm in a promo session, I can get it done in three to six minutes. You know, we, we just boom, go it, it, ready that you hear the three beeps and you do your thing. And they, and you know, I don't need my handheld. I just, I do my job. And at the end I say, bye, you know, we're not there to have a dialogue <laughs> there. You know, you, you can be, you could be civil and tell a joke or, you know, be, be, you know, be polite or whatever. And, yeah. but, but, but people so are busy. For like for like twenty seconds or fifteen seconds, yeah. yeah, and then just be really good at your job. Just be good at your job. Understand what yeah. what your role there is. Be really good at it. If you have questions, ask them. Don't be afraid. Hey, what's the episode about? Is this more of a drama episode? Is this is this more of an action oriented episode? Uh, you know, what what are we trying to build here? What are we doing? And they'll be like, Yeah, yeah. you know, in this scene, he's got a he's got a gun pulled out. Okay, so let me give it a little more of a, a darker energy. Like, yeah, we love that. So you're again, even in the session, you're part of the creative process and you're building together. Yeah. 
So don't be don't be fearful. Don't be afraid of the producers. Yeah. Be be on that yeah. team and ask questions and be part of it. Be engaging. Yeah, one of the one of the things that you alluded to, and this is um, maybe a good question for for both of them, because to to paint a, a realistic picture for people out there who are thinking, I want to get into promo or I want to get into trailer. Um, you t- you talked about a handful of agencies putting forward a handful of talent. Um, is is that true to both of the genres? Are we talking? You know, what's what's a talent pool size? in an audition for promo, in an audition for trailer? Or maybe there's not even an audition in trailer. Maybe it's just coming straight to you. Yes. Uh, And promo could come to you as well um, if you've been working with a network and they have a new show or something. Um, But producers always want choices to show their creative director. They're always going to have choices. They're going to have probably have a favorite or something they're leaning into, but they have to have choices. Just like when someone reaches out to me, they don't say, give me your best voice. They say, give us some voices for us to, to, you know, kind of think over and drop in our edit um, and see what works. Uh, for promo, I would say you could probably, probably upwards of 40 voices for, for a role. That'd be on the high end, maybe 25 voices for a role. Uh, in trailer, it would probably be more like three, vo- four voices. Wow. <laughs> um, because in trailer, they there's already on the vo- there's already a favorite voice that is on the trailer being submitted mm. to Warner Brothers from that creative agency, and you may be the voice of something you're on, or maybe the voice of something that somebody else is on. But one voice will eventually get the campaign and dominate it usually. So they'll pick a, they'll pick one of those voices and say we want this voice on all the spots that that are submitted to us, um, or they may be a little more forgiving and they may say okay we're going to use multiple voices on this campaign. Yeah. Uh, promo and promo they're not going to do that usually they're usually going to have a voice per show, um, yeah. and if that show gets canceled guess what you're out of a job. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know that just happened to me on Fox I was working on Monarch and the show got canceled so now you know now I'm out of a gig. Um, uh. But if the show goes for 10 years, you have a promo gig for 10 years. So, you know, it's, you, really, Sweet. you really have to hope you get yourself on a show people like, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the opportunities are more so in promo just because there's so many networks and they're all making, making lots of content, especially on social and things like that. There's just, they just make more of that. So the amount, the thing of voiceover they make the most is commercials. That's why agencies, bread and butter is commercials. They just make the most of that stuff. And there's enough yeah. advertising agencies with enough money and enough large clients that can fund and pay for that sort of thing where an agent can live on a 10%. I mean, you have to do commercial because you're guaranteed to get paid when you're behind the mic. And promo is a subdivision of that because you're guaranteed to get paid when you're behind the mic. Um, the trailer thing is mostly for managers because you're not paid unless they buy the trailer. So there's a lot of unpaid, you know, prayers and, and work going on there, uh, <laughs> trailer world. But once you do get a campaign, I mean, it could be ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars worth of work that you get. Um, yeah. Depending on how big of a marketing campaign they're running. Right. And same with yeah. promo. A promo uh, for a national network SAG promo could be, you know, forty to sixty thousand dollars per show. Yeah. So if you're successful in promo and you're running, you know, four shows or, or so or three shows, then you have a couple trailers and a couple commercials running. You can really build a nice six-figure income, but it's it's about being able to diversify your talent uh, over all yeah. these genres and having access to the auditions. That just takes yeah. time. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Emma, are peeps ready? 
I believe that we have given them enough time. We have sent, so I've sent four scripts to the five people that are currently on stage. And if we have more time, we will, I will send out scripts to more people, but just stick around. Um, for the people who are on stage, what you're going to do, we've done this before. Usually I've sent the scripts out before. This time it's like super cold read. You're going to read <laughs> once. You're going to introduce yourself. Let us know who you are, where you are. Um, try to keep it brief. And you're going to read once, Brent's going to give you feedback, and then you're going to follow that feedback and give one more read. And then that's, that's what you're going to get tonight. And I'm, I'm so excited to hear this. This is going to be really cool. So, <laughs> Stephen, are you ready? Oh, I hope so. Oh, I hope so, too. <laughs> uh, Brent, really great to uh, catch up with you again, man. And uh, congratulations on all your recent and past success. Uh, I'm ready when you guys are. Uh, fire away. One journey changed them. Then life came between them. Idris Elba, Kate Winslet, on October 6th, when all seems lost, find something to live for. The mountain between us. Okay, nice voice, nice texture. Um, I think your instinct was was right of kind of playing more into with like an emotional trailer read. I think for this, you're going to have to pick up the speed quite a bit. Uh, not quite a bit, but pick up the speed some, because this is most likely going to be a 30-second TV spot. So first of all, when you're looking at any of this stuff, understand what is the final, what are we trying to make? What's what's happening here? And this will be a 30-second, a maybe a 60-second TV spot. So we'll have to pick up the, the speed a little bit, because they haven't even included any actor dialogue or any sound effects or sound bites or anything yet. This is pure VO. And on these trailer uh, auditions like this, you'll, you'll ABC each line. So it'll be like one journey, one journey, one journey. Like you'll give different speeds and inflections. So the editors can choose, pick and choose what they want. Uh, I think you should kind of warm it up and make it a bit more, ho more hopeful. Uh, you're a bit downtrodden and in, in kind of playing into the romance and romanticizing it a bit, which, which, you know, was working, but I think you should play into the, the, um, the hope that they're going to be rescued a little bit more. You can give it just a little bit more kind of an up, an upswing um, in your vocal inflection. Okay, thank you. One journey changed them. Then life came between them. Idris Elba, Kate Winslet, on October 6th, when all seems lost, find something to live for. The mountain between us. Very nice. Split the difference. You went a little, a little too far into right field. It was like kind of right in the middle between that first read, that speed and tempo, and that that next one was a little too much. So kind of find find the happy medium between those two. One journey changed them. Then life came between them. Idris Elba, Kate Winslet, on October sixth, when all seems lost, find something to live for. The mountain between us. Yeah, that'll go to air. That'll work good. Um, and then and then you can play, you know, once you kind of get that read down, that audition down, then you can go back and, and uh, play with timing on it. I would always give reads that are kind of fast, faster, and fastest, just because you don't want to lose out on, on an audition by not giving them something that's quick enough. Um, mm -hmm. Rarely will it be like, hey, you know, we have more time here. Uh, in promo and trailer, they're gonna be like, "Hey, we're, we're you know make this faster. We're just we're running out of time. We got to cram all this in, in our thirty seconds. We're running out of time." Um, and then you can kind of go back and just kind of you know make little moments in each you know one journey 
change them. One journey changed them. Like you were doing there, kind of give uh, a little bit of different um, spaces in between the words. But overall, that middle read you gave was perfect. It's it's kind of a what you would call it, like a flat read, but it has subtle emotion in it. The trailer narrator is not the star of the piece. We are we are the background uh, voices. So the the first read, I think it was a little. It wasn't what the movie was about. It was like uh, a little too sad. And no, most people don't want to really go see a sad movie. They want a movie where there's going to be hope and triumph in the end. Uh, and the first, and the last, the next read was more of like a, a more of a family film. Uh, and then this the last read was that exact kind of middle of like a, a, a romantic kind of drama sort of thing. Which this is what the film is. So first thing you should do if you ever see a piece of copy is try to find the movie poster. So Google the Mountain Between Us movie poster. <laughs> Look at that poster. Ooh. That poster is going to tell you exactly what type of movie this is. Nice. And then you'll like be able that. to give it a read. The same with promo. The first thing they do when they create something is they, they create a, a piece of artwork for the show. So always try to find that piece of artwork because that will help you help navigate the emotions of the read you're trying to give. Mike, Emma. Right on, right on. Absolutely. Thank you guys. So Mike, Emma, thank you so much, Brent. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to take another workshop with you. Thank you so much for being here. Sweet. Great job, Stephen. Um, and I, I point out in case anyone missed or just joined us recently, these are cold reads that are happening from the talent on stage uh, for Brent, getting some feedback on the reads. These are cold reads. So they just got this copy in their hands just a few minutes ago. So uh, great job. And I always, whenever somebody goes first, I always high five hats off, yep. like big job, Absolutely. you know, uh, it, uh, it takes something to go up first. So great job, Stephen. Thanks very much for that. Um, we're going to uh, move on to our next talent reading tonight for Brent. Keiston, what's up? Hello. Thank you guys for having me up here. And Brent, never, don't think I've ever met you. It's an honor and uh, happy to be here. And I'm, I'm glad to go. Well, I'm happy to go behind my buddy Steve. So, so oh, yeah. All right. So, what are you reading for us? Sorry. I'm in Atlanta and uh, I'm going to be reading the, uh, the um, Bad Boys or LA's finest. Sorry. I'm a little nervous. Sorry. <laughs> Perfect. It's all good. It's all good. All Take right. a breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got this. This September, partner up and throw down from the producers of Bad Boys, Gabrielle Union and Jessica Alba are LA's finest. Mondays on Fox. Yeah, I mean, you're very close. I would say you're probably you know, 85, 90% of the way there. Um, I know, I understand it's a cold read. You're nervous. I get all that, but I think that your voice works for this. Your attitude works for this. I would just take a little bit more ownership of the read now that you kind of know you're in the pocket and, uh, let's just, just give me one more. Okay. This September partner up and throw down from the producers of bad boys, Gabrielle union and Jessica Alba are LA's finest. Mondays on Fox. Okay. Um, let's see what we can do with you to make it a little more action-oriented. Uh, okay. I want you to give me a little bit more of a darker read on it. Um, gotcha. kind of give me a little, maybe a little more growl or a little more aggression. Okay. Uh, maybe take the, take the smile off your face if you're reading it with smile and just yeah. kind of get rid of that. Uh, just, just to make it a little bit more serious. Gabrielle Union and Jessica Alba are Ellie's finest Mondays on gotcha. Fox. And then uh, on that Fox, make sure to hit kind of an exclamation point on Fox. They really 
really press this issue. Uh, Mondays on Fox, on Fox. Give it a little bit of a bite or a growl or a turn or a twist or an edge or something. Gotcha. Okay. This September, partner up and throw down. From the producers of Bad Boys, Gabrielle Union and Jessica Alba are LA's finest. Mondays on Fox. Yeah, that's great. You know, uh, and at Fox, they're they're pushing more towards conversational, unpolished announcers, and that's really the sound you have, uh, as opposed to this September. You know, it's not they don't want like this grand you know promo announcer thing. They want someone who sounds just like Hugh Keeston. Um, so, you know, just take note of that. Uh, I would have you give me one last read and then try one that's a bit swifter because you're kind of taking your time and yeah. the diction's all very good and everything's kind of placed very nice. Give me uh, one more and just read the whole thing. You know, still be intense and still bring the acting to it, but just let's just pick up the pace like 20%. All right. This September, partner up and throw down. From the producers of Bad Boys, Gabrielle Union and Jessica Alba are LA's finest. Mondays on Fox. Yeah. I really like how you said the name of the show. That's kind of the attitude I would want for the whole spot. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Nice and work. Thank you all for letting me up here. Thanks. Awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Graham, come on down. The price is right. Well, hello. <laughs> hey, Mike and Emma. Nice. <laughs> Long time listener. First time caller. <laughs> And definitely probably the most stylishly dressed in the room, Absolutely. I would say. Yeah. There's, there's something to be said for being the best dressed men in uh, voiceover. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not good at all. There we go. What you reading for us tonight, Graham? Uh, 100 Days Wild, please. A new all right, Graham, uh, oh. 60 seconds on the clock. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanks, Brent. A new series. Seven people have 100 days to build a community. 100 days wild, only on Discovery. Mm, you're being too nice about it. Um, give me one more that, look, look these people are most likely going to die. Excellent. Like, they're not going to make it. Like it's, you know, Discovery. sell the danger of them being alone in the wilderness. Because um, the read you gave was just a little too polite. So, you know, make it a little more messy. A new series. Seven people have 100 days to build a community. 100 days wild, only on Discovery. I'm still being too nice, Graham. Um, okay. Uh, read it like you're totally disgusted with it. This is the, the filthiest copy you've ever seen, and you just hate it. A new series. Seven people have 100 days to build a community 100 days wild only on discovery there you go much better so i need you know that that worked because you know it, it sold a sense of danger um and i want to see if we can push it even further a new series uh give me that but more of like in a whispery tone let's see what happens if we take down the amount of voice you're giving new series seven people have 100 days to build a community 100 days wild only on discovery now nah, i like the previous read better i was just i was just taking your voice for a test drive 
Thanks. Uh, yeah, I think with with these um, shows, you're going to kind of dip a bit into more in ad, uh, action shows, drama shows, thriller, horror, this, these genres. You're going to kind of dip more into the negative emotions of, of uh, fear, uh, disgust, uh, anger. Um, these emotions that, you know, aren't so pleasant to use in your daily life, but, you know, it's an acting class. Uh, so you're going to have to bring them in. And, and those those emotions excite audiences to tune in because, you know, this person may die. You're, you're watching them alone in the wilderness. And so you as the narrator are selling selling that fear, <laughs> essentially, uh, to to captivate an audience in the 30 second spot to to watch for 30 minutes. Um Give me one kind of red between your teeth. Let's see what your growl sounds like. Just give me one with a, a, a literal bite to it and see what happens. New series. Seven people have 100 days to build a community. 100 days wild. Only on Discovery. Yeah, it a, it's a, seems like a, a, a new style for you. Uh, that, But if you can develop uh, kind of a growl a subtle light growl that works for your voice that adds just a touch of edge to a read um it's a great thing to have in your tool belt um thank you yeah and, and i can tell you're just, you're just such a a nice person that you know asking you to you know do a show about killing people or you know pe or killing people or people surviving <laughs> is, alone in the, in the wilderness may not be your cup of tea maybe a game show is probably right up your alley or he's uh, a proper gentleman <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but, but the point to that is you don't have to be good at every genre to to or perfect at every genre to make money and do well you could be the best at any of the genres and just be really good at certain genres and be known by your agent or your, rep or your representation that, oh, that person is really good at comedy. I, I will always give them every comedy thing that comes in. So, you know, being the jack of all trades is, is not really a, to your benefit um, if it makes you get overlooked by, by your agency um, submitting you for things. So find what you're the best at, read a bunch of pieces of copy, and then double down on that thing. Thank you. Thanks, Graham. Thank you, Graham. Sarah. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. Hi. Wow, this is really exciting. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Isn't it? This is Absolutely. awesome. Yeah. I'm so glad you made it tonight. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I chose LA's finest. Um, so I thought I would do the conversational one and go from there. Yeah, I believe this campaign was actually booked by a woman. Cool. Cool. All right. This September, partner up and throw down. From the producers of Bad Boys, Gabrielle Union and Jessica Alba are LA's finest. Mondays on Fox. One more read. No notes. Just give me one more. Can I do it a different I, way? Absolutely. Okay, cool. This September partner up and throw down from the producers of bad boys gabrielle union and jessica alba are la's finest mondays on fox yeah really nice i asked you to read again i'm just trying to get a sense of your voice and uh what it is yeah. what you can do with it i think you were putting a little too much lush on the first read uh, i thought okay. that re that next read was was much closer um cool. you, you never wanted to kind of seem like you're trying to do anything um so if you're going to 
you know, promo it up a little bit, uh, kind of make it so it's not really noticeable. And that, that second one was more conversational. Um, let me hear what you do. If you just give me kind of a, almost a, a flat read on it, give me something yeah. that has a little more narrative. And let me see what okay. that sounds like from you. Okay. This September, partner up and throw down from the producers of Bad Boys, Gabrielle Union and Jessica Alba are LA's finest Mondays on Fox. Yeah, that was nice. And on Fox, make sure you punch Fox Mondays on Fox. Give it a little edge. Okay. Um, okay. I'm just trying to see here, you know, cause I know what the guys are going to throw at this. They're going to throw their, you know, their male action read on it and, you know, put some growl, but what, what can the women do to compete? And I'm just trying to think of, you know, I don't want to go too sultry with it because, mm -hmm. and I don't want to go, I don't want to go too smiley or comedic with it because it's an action show, but it's also an action show that's going to have a lot of drama and witty banter between women. So there's going to be kind of, uh, this gossipy, uh, drama to it while still being a crime show. So when I look at something like this, I look at the show, I look at all the elements and the emotions and things like that, that the show is made out of. And I'm trying to find, you know, the right voice that would talk to that audience that would love to see this show. And I think what we did on the second read and the, mo the most recent read you just gave is very close. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's your voice. It's not overselling any of these things. What, what if I said, read it um, like a emotional drama? Let, let's see what comes out of you. Instead, okay. of gearing in, instead of gearing into an action intense. Okay. An um, emotional drama, lifetime channel, right? <laughs> yeah. Get, read, okay. read, more, read more lifetime or, uh, or crime thriller. You know, and this may be taking away from the read that we're actually going to use. I just want to see what you do with it. Yeah. This September. Sorry. Here we go. This September, partner up and throw down from the producers of Bad Boys, Gabrielle Union and Jessica Alba are LA's finest Mondays on Fox. I don't okay. like how I punched that. But. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, wait, hey, we're experimenting. There's no right or yeah, wrong answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, give me one where you're reading it with a nice little evil smile on your face. Like you're, you're, you're going to get into some trouble. And you have like, it's not, it's more of a smirk than it is a smile. Okay. This September, like basically because the trailer, a promo is a trailer and there's still an element of tease to it to, to, to tease us into wanting to see the first episode. So okay. it has to have some sort of uh, emotions that leave you wanting more like a cliffhanger, right? Especially if this is the first uh, promo that came out for the series, They're like I got to see this, that promo looks amazing. So if you can give like a little bit of an evil smile or uh, which, which okay which translates well to drama. Uh, let's see how that uh, turns out. Okay. This September, partner up and throw down from the producers of Bad Boys, Gabrielle Union and Jessica Alba are LA's finest. Mondays on Fox. Yeah, I love that tone from you. Let's uh, give me one last read and I just want you to pick up the pace. Okay. Just read like 20% faster. Okay. This September, Partner up and throw down from the producers of Bad Boys. Gabrielle Union and Jessica Alba are LA's finest Mondays on Fox. Yeah, nice. 
Uh, Mondays on Fox. Uh, give me give me the full voice all the way through. Don't don't uh, you don't need. It's more of like information than it is storytelling. So give me the full power on that. Um, LA's finest Mondays on Fox. That's kind of your call. More of a call to action mm-hmm. than storytelling. So you can hit mm-hmm. it with a bit with a bit more power. But overall, I mean, it's I think cool. you have a, a very nice a very nice voice, a very nice promo voice for something like this. You would just need to like we did here. I like the voice we came out with, but you know, I think your second and third read were equally as as good. I just wanted to see you know what we could do with it, where it could go, uh, because yeah. on these auditions, submit submit two or three different creative takes for your promo audition uh, maybe even three and that could be a different speed it could be a different emotional choice when you listen back to the, the to the promo audition you should be able to hear a specific emotional choice wow she seemed like you know disgusted with this or she seemed angry with this or oh, oh she really you know leaned into the aggression of the action or or oh she was even just the word amused or, or something like this you make sure that the person listening can can uh, to, can label the emotion they're feeling instead of just giving kind of a generic i'm reading out loud and this is my voice so that's what kind of what the session is is finding the emotions within within this particular program uh, and in the specs that say action packed show hip conversational take and more action intense take so even in in the script they're looking for uh, two different two distinctly different reads uh, so make sure that you deliver that like I said, the last read we did and probably the second or third read were, would both be ones that we could submit. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Way to go, Sarah. And this is being recorded, so the replay will be available. <laughs> so if you want to grab your reads, you know, if you can. Ah, no, study it. Study <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we've we've hit our sweet spot that we usually do on time. So we've got one person left on stage. Jay is going to round things out. Uh, thank you to everyone who still has their hand raised. But we're going to we got to round it out with Jay. I apologize for anybody who wanted to. This was kind of a spur of the moment thing. Um, so that's going to be it. So, Jay, what are you doing for us tonight? Gee, I'm going to try and read you a commercial if I can. <clears throat> no, it's um, Jay Fox. I'm in Dallas, and I'm going to do the uh, L.A.'s finest as well. <laughs> Sorry. You made me snort. I don't snort. <laughs> Achieving high things tonight, aren't you? All right, here we go. <clears throat> this September, partner up and throw down. From the producers of Bad Boys, Gabriel Union and Jessica Alba are L.A.'s finest. Mondays on Fox. Okay, Jay, the wrong read, but mm-hmm. the read the read is applicable. That would be more of like... Um, oh, that was more pro- action. Yep, sorry. That would be the promo for like a Steve Harvey show or Wendy Williams okay. or a daytime a daytime talk right. show or The View. Right. That That's the read you just gave. Okay. Uh, give it... Cut your energy. I mean, you're, okay. just, you're bringing up way too much energy. The show itself is selling the action. Got it. Got it. Just give me one more. Just flatten it down. This September, partner up and throw down from the. This September, partner up and throw down from the producers of Bad Boys, Gabriel Union and Jessica Alba are L.A.'s finest Mondays on Fox. Jay, curve your words down at the end of the sentences instead of this September. Go to okay. This to, September, this, that kind of thing. September. Okay. Uh, yes, and I would give me even less voice. You're, you're still being too powerful with your voice. All right. This September, partner up and throw down. From the producers of Bad Boys, Gabriel Union and Jessica Alba are L.A.'s finest. Mondays on Fox. Yes, and uh, you're getting there. Uh, but you're still, you're still being too nice and too polite about it. 
Okay. Um, oh, you wanted uglier. Okay, dirtier. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just okay. it needs to be gritty. It's a it's a it's a crime show on Fox. You I mean, need some growl in there. Okay. This September, partner. This September, partner up and throw down from the producers of Bad Boys, Gabriel Union and Jessica Alba are LA's finest. Mondays on Fox. Yeah, much better. Uh, one more, and I wouldn't uh, romant- uh, romanticize any of the, um, like, LA's finest. Shouldn't it be LA's finest. It should just be Okay, just, just matter of fact. Okay. Matter of fact. Just give me, the, give me the bullet points. All right. This September, partner up and throw down from the producers of Bad Boys, Gabriel Union, and Jessica Alba are LA's finest. Mondays on Fox. Beautiful. And now just get real mean with it. Get real mean on that thing. This September, partner up and throw down. From the producers of Bad Boys, Gabriel Union and Jessica Alba are L.A.'s finest. Mondays on Fox. Brent, you're muted. Uh-oh. We broke Brent. We broke friend. Oh, sorry. I'm here. I'm just yep. narrating. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that read a lot. I think uh, don't throw away. Sorry, don't throw away this September. You're throwing away the, the the this September. That's your hook. That's your intro. That's the this first September. Part. Okay. No, no, no. It's it's a warning. This September. This September. Okay, okay. This September. Like you've never seen anything like this before. Like okay. I'm, I, I'm bringing you in on this thing. So this September, like, what is going to happen this September? What, what? Even that, don't throw it away. And that comes with May sixth or or April twelfth or any of these right. dates. That's a point of invitation. Don't don't throw it away okay. as data. This September, partner up and throw down from the producers of Bad Boys, Gabriel Union and Jessica Alba are LA's finest. Mondays on Fox. Beautiful read. Uh, you just romanticized LA's finest a little too much. I sure did. As I did it, I went, oh, I did but it. but the tone was perfect, and that that's the zone for you for this for this particular style. Right. It's it's, okay. it's 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 gritty. It's flat. It's matter of fact, and and the 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 art of this will be in the subtlety, the subtlety of the emotional right. delivery under the words. Uh, it's not about your, but you started the read with a game show, so understanding that what your drama voice is and what your fox drama voice is right so you know you would have been thrown out of the audition right away had you not had you not known the information of where to go with this thing so you know gotcha. flip flip through fox and flip through their dramas and or go into promos db and look at what a fox drama does and mm-hmm. uh do your version of that stuff that style okay nice journey jay Nice Thank journey. And and reminding everyone again, cold reads. Okay. <laughs> cold sure. reads, minimal information. Uh great job, Jay. Thanks for being being with us. Um thanks for all that feedback, Brent. I know lots of knowledge bombs in there and uh they're very like it's so great to see people travel through from that first read to second, third, maybe fourth, and and the journey that they go through and, and the changes that we all get to hear. It's, but I mean, like you said, some, sometimes you don't get those chances. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which is, which is really, really true. It's like what Brenton was just saying. If you, you really need to know what it is that you're talking about, what network you're speaking for and the genre within that network network that you're speaking for, because it's one of my coaches always says, you don't want to be put in the meh file. <laughs> 
You know, meh yeah. is not going to get you noticed. It's not going to get you remembered, or it's not going to get you remembered in the way you want to be remembered. So, well, and have have a little understanding of also the person listening back to your files. If I'm a producer at Fox, and I'm not I'm not working in the comedy and game show and reality section of Fox. I'm a writer producer that is specifically working on Fox dramas. Right? They all they all work in different categories on different shows, and they expect different different sounds. This person you're sending this file to is expecting to hear something similar to all the work they've done in the past. They're not going to go out on, on left field for a Fox drama. It's going to be the same thing but different. Right. So you know, do your research, understand what a Fox drama should sound like. You have the internet that'll take you ten minutes to do that. Um, and then hmm. do, do your version of that. And, you know, once Jay knew exactly where to deliver, it, it, was, it had a great sound. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. This has been incredible, incredible, incredible. Thank you to everybody who is here tonight. Thank you to everyone who came up on stage and allowed yourself to play in a safe space and be vulnerable. This is, a, a, it's, you know, coming full circle. It's, this is where you can do that. <laughs> we want to just keep reiterating that, that this is what, uh, we want you to understand that this is a place where you can really, really play and you can let yourself be free and explore genres and styles that you've, maybe you've never done before in this space. So thank you so much for sharing with us. And Brent, thank you. Like, I, I, can't, I can't thank you enough, really, for volunteering your time, your expertise to share with everybody. It's, I, I think I've got like six pages of notes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have an extra 15 minutes if you guys want to hang out and, and if there's like any dying Q&A questions. Ooh, I don't know. That would be amazing. Yeah, let's, it, go, to, let's go to 620 if, if you guys can. I don't know, Emma and Mike, if you guys have places to be or family or something, that, that's totally fine. We are in the place we need to be. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, I, will, I, I negotiated 630 with my wife, so. Thursday okay. on Clubhouse. Okay. <laughs> Tuesday. I always say, yeah, I always say that wrong. Thursday, Tuesday, Tuesday on Clubhouse. That's it. Um, there's some hands raised, but we're not going to do any more reads because we've done that thing. Um, you have questions let's, about let's, talent agents yeah. or demos or uh, yeah. Let me let me go off about demos. So um, a, a demo <laughs> is used to get the representation to audition for the job. It is very rare in promo and trailer that you are booked off of a demo, which may happen in commercial world. You will always read for every job, always. And so that's why it's so important to, to put your authentic sound, your authentic delivery in, uh, in, your, in your demo. Uh, having said that, you know, it's just used to get the, the representation. It's used, just used to get in the door to get access to the work. Um, so, you know, um, and also used for self-marketing to an extent. So you should, you know, definitely make the demo and definitely have the promo demo and the trailer demo, but understand that, you know, you're still going to have to fight for the work. I just want to leave it there. Okay. I'm going to bring Stephen Blair up. He's had his hand up for a while over the course of the evening. So I'm going to bring him up and uh, you can ask your question. Brent, just to, to dovetail on what you were saying about um, demos, I know that in, in one instance, personally, um, I was looking to get onto an agency roster for commercial and they liked my demo, but then the next sort of gate to get through was, okay, send me, you know, five of your most recent auditions. Anything like, like that happen 
um, in these in in promo or Stephen, can you mute your mic for a second, please? Thank you. Um, yes, well, to an extent, yeah. The, the, I mean, when you're auditioning for an agency, they'll usually send you um, kind of a script package, and right. say one comedy, one drama. You know, they'll give you a variety of different styles of promos, and they'll have yeah. you read that and send it back because there's a lot of really great demo producers out there. Yeah, for sure. And and you can take time to get there, but like you were saying earlier, you need to be be able to deliver on demand and quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so every promo people are asking sorry, for, uh, every promo session no, will no. be a cold read. You will not have the script in front of you until the session starts. They'll give it to you maybe 3 or 4 minutes ahead of the session. Every session yep. will be a, will be a cold a cold session. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to know what you're doing. There we go. Just on demos, some people are asking if you have recommendations for demo producers or no. Um, I would go with someone who has a track record of getting people on television. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) And there is one to reverse engineer, folks. There you go. Go find it. Stephen Blair. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for for letting me talk. I appreciate that. And I'm sorry for the noise on my last uh, uh, unmute. So. Um, okay. I, yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, I have uh, trained for promos with Jody Gottlieb, and I've got my uh, promo demo from Chuck Duran. Uh, and I was just wondering what I've been doing for practice is going on YouTube, downloading the YouTube that has text but no voice to it. Like a lot of the promos now for network TV don't have them, like for Netflix and so forth. So what I've done is done uh, that, and uh, I've done a lot of them. So um, I was just wondering, that's proper practice, yes? Yes, and I referred to that earlier in the in the uh, conversation where I called them simulations. But yes, do right. that do that thousands of times, hundreds of times, over and over and over. And what you're doing is you're understanding what what a promo sound of ABC sounds like, what a promo sound of NBC sounds like, what a promo sound for HBO sounds like. All of these different networks are sonically branded. So, you know, as you go through, and the more content you absorb, and the more of these you watch, you understand the format of them, how they're laid out, the music, the design, all of these things that, that it takes to build a promo. It's not just video. I mean, there's music design and sound effects and all these things. So that's exactly what I did, um, and I encourage you to do it. And that's exactly how you'll get your timing right for for the live directed session. Excellent. Thank you. One one other t- uh, tag on to that is. Uh, I, since I've made so many of these, I've made like 60 of them. Is there something that I could do with them since I haven't done these with the permission of these networks? Is there something I could do with them to market myself? As long as you're not trying to sell them, there's no problem with that. It is a, de- okay. it is a demo. Right. So uh, I, I would go to possibly the creative directors of those networks or something like that and, and say... This is an example of what I can do? Or? Exactly, yeah. Okay. Um, you, or what you could do is you could build build a website, and then of uh, on the website, you could have uh, under a demo section video demos, and then you could just sort them by genre. Because like I said earlier, if I'm working on reality TV, I'm not cutting drama. I'm cutting reality TV. So right. sort it by the type of piece of content it is. So that way that producer doesn't have to work. Never make the client try to search for what it is you do. Also, don't direct them to a Voices123.com website, because you just directed them to a website with thousands <laughs> or tens of thousands of other competitors. Yep. <laughs> Always have your own yeah. space. We've, we've covered that before, haven't we? Always make uh-huh. your own space. 
Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. So I could have a separate part on on my website, which I have a website. I could create a separate part on my website for these demos, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you can upload them to your Instagram or whatever personal things that that you have, um, you know, as the showcase. Right. If you don't right. follow Brent on socials, the, 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 he is literally, uh, uh, he's constantly teaching. The man is constantly teaching. He's posting what he is performing on a daily basis, but also how he's breaking down the script as it's going. And then here's the final spot. So if you don't follow Brent yet, get on his Instagram, get on his TikTok, because he's going, he, you, you will learn so much just by, I like go down a rabbit hole on a daily basis. <laughs> like, okay, actually do some work versus research. <laughs> <laughs> You're reverse engineering things, Emma. That's what you have to tell yourself. Well, my Um, my father was an engineer, and his father was an engineer, so I'm an engineer to an extent. I like to, (laughs) you know, put pieces together. I wanted to ask something quickly, Brent, that I saw in the chat earlier. Um, someone was asking about if you had any um, connection, I guess would be a good way to say it, to uh, trailers for the Hispanic market and for Spanish-speaking. Um, any dabble in, in that area, or is... Yes, those are made by the same agencies. Uh-huh. The same agencies that make the English ones are making the... They're usually working on the global campaign. Okay. Um, having said that, usually they'll do just pretty much English and Spanish here in the States. Um, and then another company, like a local company in France or a local company in, you know, Singapore or something will, will usually, um, will work on that stuff there. Uh, but for the Spanish market, yeah, usually it's just, uh, either a, a, a a different producer or the same producer um, making both of those versions. So, there we go. Um, yeah, if just you can type in, let's see, um, we'll just type in to find that sort of stuff. Type in um, Golden Trailer Awards, which is the award show for trailer makers, and you can look to see who is submitting themselves to the award shows. And there these we are the go. People who are making tra- these are people that are making trailers, or the Gold, or the World Trailer Awards, or the Clio Entertainment Awards, <laughs> which is Mark, which is Entertainment Marketing Awards, which is HBO Max and Paramount Plus and Viacom, and all of these networks. Um, I was sitting, so now I'm walking because I was sitting too long. Um, but yes, reverse engineer who is making the thing I'm trying to be on. Yeah, and, and I, I knew this would come up. Carlos is asking, do you have any Spanish-speaking people on your roster? <laughs> Absolutely, I do. The first gig TV I ever booked was for Disney World Resort, and it was a Spanish uh, VO through Trailer Park. There we go. I mean, that's it. Um, Emma, any other questions we're, we're going to, or uh, Brent, any, any other nuggets you want you want to make sure you cover tonight? Ben? We're going to Ben. Ben has right. been waiting very, very patiently. Ben will unmute. There's Ben. Yeah, I'm unmuted. Can you guys hear me? Absolutely. We can. Go for it. What's so, your question? Uh, so never mind being the first guy that gets to talk to you, Brent. Um, being one of the last guys at the end of the night, and all of my questions have been slowly getting answered, I've been sitting <laughs> here like racking my brain going, oh, no, I'm going to be able to talk to this guy, and I need to be able to ask a question. So... <laughs> 
here's my question to you, sir. Uh, I market myself as Ben, and my mark my website is Big Ben Vo. You know, I kind of have a, a a bit of a bigger voice, and we we've, we've kind of danced around this subject a little bit. Uh, some people try to be the the all encompassing voice, and I always kind of I sit on the fence of. Do I try to be an, an all-around voice actor, or do I just lean right into the fact that I have, you know, the big voice that I have, and just you know, just run with that and market myself as that? What would what would you what would you recommend with that? Yes, it's a great question. Um, there's a lot of people with big voices, Ben. You're, it's, yeah, not, it's not a unique thing. No, uh, no everybody that's, that's trying to transition from radio into VO has a big voice. Yeah. Um, big voices. You have to learn how to act and how to and, and how to apply that that voice that doesn't sound like an announcer. Um, even your speaking voice is going is going to be sounds big. You know, it's like you don't have yeah. to add anything to it. So for you, it's going to be about how do I take away from this big voice and how do I make it more natural and more grounded and more cinematic as opposed to talking to a group of people over the airwaves, you're talking to one person about 12 inches yeah. from your face. So yeah, yeah, fair enough. I've actually been taking voice coaching to learn how to not sound like that radio guy. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, but I'm saying, but there is work for that radio guy. I mean, I just auditioned for a role today that I got a call back for from a talent agent for my talent agent. And uh, it was a newscaster. They they wanted me to sound kind of like a newscaster, and those those auditions come up off, often a sportscaster or yep. uh, a game show promo things like that. So there is work for that, but your your job here, running your own business, is to try to create as many opportunities for yourself as possible. That means you're going to have to create as many voices within yourself as possible to to have access to more work to to order in order to pay the bills. So you know, go after radio imaging, go after. Um, uh, car dealerships um, go after the things that are still using the big voice that are used to yeah. that because um, there's still plenty of work out there for that things and for that stuff and not everybody has a big voice They're, i'm saying big voices aren't uncommon but not everyone can do that sort of thing you can do so understand you know where your voice is being used and and market yourself to that um and as far as working kind of in promo and trailer with your voice you know, it's going to just take time to learn um, kind of how to nuance those reads with your voice. And that that may even be taking you down to a full-on stage whisper. Yeah, you know, fair enough. Getting, fair enough. Just, just getting really, really quiet. Like, so quiet, you're like, you know, is this, is this, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? <laughs> like, it feels <laughs> weird. Um, because remember, that read's going to go to Universal Studios Mix Bay. You know, they're going to make right. you sound the way they want you to sound. As long as the acting is there, they can they can bring you up in a mix. So, yeah, take take some promo workshops, um, like, and um, kind of just experiment with your voice and listen to the marketplace. And you know, I, I just worked on the Domino's thing, and they wanted an announcer. They wanted a big, you know, video <laughs> announcer sound. And I'm like, I love doing that sound. Like they rarely ask for it, but there is work out there for it. So yeah. Um, you know, just learn learn how to have all these different tools and all these different products that you sell on your website. I call the, I all really the voices. Yeah, I call the different voices we make. You know, the different products. Like if you were to walk into a bakery and they just had plain bagels, they'd be like, "This bakery sucks." Like, there's no banana bread. There's, you know, there's no you know cakes or anything. It's just plain bagels. So with your voice, mm -hmm. you should have all of these different products to sell. Your your automotive demo, your your um, commercial demo, your 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 um, 
radio imaging, all these different, you know, all these different things you can do. Um, and I'd rather have somebody have a sample of their work than nothing at all. Yeah. As long as like to put on your website, not saying post, you know, the latest promo demo you made, you know, on your computer right now on LinkedIn in front of all the producers, but you know, put it on your website at least. So at least you have some sort of starting point and reference point for your own career. And if somebody goes to your website, they may like it, you know, yeah, you never fair know. Enough. it's better to have something than nothing. And, I'm trying uh, to keep a bit of variety in my in my demos that I have on my website because yeah, I, especially I mean I, I have to admit you know I'm excited I'm talking to you I get excited and so I get a little bit louder but you know, I try to <laughs> my, my voice work to to give a little bit more variety so I'm not quite so loud I I can definitely dominate a room if I want to but I don't want to do that the 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 training aspect See, Ben, you got to you got to take your five hundred horsepower, and you got to work right. on your parallel parking. <laughs> right? <laughs> take that, yeah, take that right. power, and just work on your parking. <laughs> cool, Ben. Yeah. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for your Thanks question. For and Ben, also things like drug commercials, or you were, I think uh, Mike, you were alluding to like his voice kind of sounds like a Silverado commercial or a truck commercial or something like that. Kind of listen to the market, listen to your voice, and see you know uh, where it would be cast for. Awesome advice. Seriously, this has just been so incredible. <laughs> like, so incredible. If we could go up, but it's nine ten, and I need to get back, so we're not doing that. We're gonna. <laughs> All right, we can wrap it up. <laughs> we're we're wrapping it up. Go, M. No, um, just in general, like this has just been an incredible session. So many people coming up, so many other people that wanted to come up. So maybe I can, you know, strong arm Brent into coming back as a guest later <laughs> on in the year. Uh, we are booked uh, up until <laughs> June. With oh, I know, I know, I couldn't help myself. Um, and it's it's pretty incredible, like the the people like yourself who have volunteered their time and expertise. Um, again, if uh, if you haven't followed Brent on social media, please get on trailer. Trailer VO Brent, is it? Trailer VO Brent uh, and Trailer Voice Artists and follow everybody in the room. And if you're not on, if you're not uh, getting notifications for the VoiceOver Roundtable, there's a little green house at the very top of this page beside the VoiceOver Roundtable. Click that and you will get notifications uh, because just hold on to your pants, kids. That Like this year's <laughs> going to be bananas. Brent, thank you so and much. Thank you so much, Brent. This is um, it's growing. This community is growing, and it's thanks to you people out there. Um, more and more every week, we're, we're seeing uh, our community members sharing the events and telling others about them, uh, and that's what this is all about. So uh, you're helping us grow, so come on back every 7.30 uh, Tuesday nights, voiceover roundtable. Um, as promised, as, as you know, Emma was alluding to this. We have so many amazing shows planned for the coming weeks and months ahead, including uh, more opportunities to read and get feedback in some of the other genres, um, like, for example, from Kim Hurden. Animation. It is not open it, yet. It, Calm down. No. Do not email Emma. <laughs> okay. We have to we have to say this every time. Don't don't we will let you know. Watch our socials and we'll let you know when it's time. Uh we'll also have uh casting director Marilyn Wisner. Uh as well as getting some really deep knowledge in some of the other, you know, 
<clears throat> VO adjacent topics that are really important, like we'll talk to the the original VOpreneur and marketing expert Mark Scott, um, as well as VO coach, demo producer, and ultimate VO jet setter. Um, if you follow him on, on online, you have seen airplane food pictures like nonstop forever and it's just crazy yeah jmc j michael collins will also be with us at some point in the coming weeks and months ahead so connect on socials folks reminder that's it and we'll be back next week 7 30 p.m eastern time 4 30 pacific with special guest mark Ryder, or just Ryder, I think he goes by now. He's like going his Prince route or something like that. So Ryder with us next week. Uh, We will hear you then. A big thank you again to uh, Brent for being with us tonight and being so generous with your time, Brent. Thanks very much. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Enjoy your VO journey. Um, You know, it's just take it day by day, week by week, and and judge your VO journey not in in, uh, weeks or months, but judge it in years. you know, don't put some arbitrary timeline on your success. Just continue to get a little bit better every day and just get 1% better every month. You know, over time, the, the, these small things will add up. Fantastic really advice to leave on. <laughs> Thanks very much, Brent. We'll hear you next week, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 4.30 Pacific, Voice Over Roundtable. Good night, everyone.